Alright, so we just had Brian, who's pretty much a regular caller on the Michael K show. And um again, if if you don't know the story, his he conked out a couple of weeks ago and Christina from My Planes, who won a bunch of money on Don's Ice Picks last year, just said, you know, heard all Brian's calls and on Thanksgiving, Christina called in and she said, Guys, please find me Brian. Please. I want to pay for his furnace. And then literally like five minutes later, they get them both on. And all my years of watching the Michael K show, I have never heard two callers on at the same time. So not only did Michael and Peter miss a great, great Michael K show. Um, and then seven days later from that call, he had heat. They were surviving on an oven. And an electric heater. That's what they were surviving on. So that story, uh, like I gotta be honest, and I, and and I know this might sound corny, but I don't care. The whole time hearing him talk, I was crying. And more people have to be like Christina. Now you don't have to give thousands of dollars, but. If you can go to a bar on a weekend and spend $300, you better donate 100 to a charity. You better give $5 to a homeless man on the street for a sandwich. Do something to help. Or, or even if it's you only help, helping your own family members, but you know what? It's better to help someone that is in serious need like Brian. And the fact that people in his own community look down upon him. Whoever you people are, shame on you. Because things like this, you normally hear a church that Sunday takes that collection plate and gives that hat or gives that collection plate to that person that seriously needs the money. That's what churches are supposed to be for. So, if you can't help your own people in your own community, what are you good for? So, people have just can't be all about themselves and the ones that only affect them you got to think about everybody because one day and i pray this doesn't happen but one day you're gonna need help and you know what you might not get that help i agree um i know the holiday season and it's kind of giving but you shouldn't just be doing this during the holiday season i think you should always be giving the people that's less fortunate and having Brian on. Um, it was uh, it was pretty emotional. I'm not gonna lie. It was uh, it was probably one of the more emotional interviews that we've done on the show. And uh, Brian, thank you so much for supporting us, man. I I'm I'm humbled so much. I mean, and I thought well. But I thought me getting a, a signed Dylan Patances jersey on Sunday was humbling, but no. This, this interview was the most humbling experience I ever had. And for your story, for you to, for you to be strong, to persevere, for, 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 for your story to just touch me, my goals, and other people listening, and for you to support us. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm speechless, man. And, we here at the Sports Dudes want to say thank you, Brian, so much. And, you know, we are here for you. And you have an open invitation, man, to 
come on this show anytime, please. 100%. Now, let's on to the sports. So tomorrow, as, as, as you allocated saying with during our interview, Garrett Cole is going to be officially introduced as a Yankee tomorrow at 11 a.m. You catch it on yes. You can hear it on 98.7 ESPN New York. You can also... Um, Facebook. Um, yeah, Facebook Live. Um, you have Twitter. It's probably, probably going to stream. ESPN Radio. 662, ESPN I think. Radio. So you have a lot of places to listen to if you can't watch it on Yes tomorrow. Um, Cole is going to be introduced, and you're going to have Scott Boris is going to be there. Matt Blake, the pitching coach, is going to be there. Eric Boone's going to be there. Hal's going to be there. Brian Cashman's going to be there. Cole's wife's going to be there. So it's going to take place at the Legend Suite in Yankee Stadium. And what I like about Cole, when he came, when he came, when he flew from the East Coast all the way out east, is the fact that unlike Randy Johnson, who did not handle it well, Cole kind of embraced it. And I know it was a small sample size, but this guy kind of gets it. He he kind of gets that. He kind of knows that this ain't Houston. You're in New York. You gotta get a lot of media in your face. You gotta get the paparazzi in your face. And I think he handled it well. I think he handled it well. It's his first time dealing with it. Uh, I think he did very well. Absolutely. And I'm I'm not looking for him to 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 him to like win the press conference. I just him, you know, just come in, you know, do what you gotta do. But ultimately, it's 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 about how you handle media. But the ultimate goal of this contract, and you and I both know what the, what that contract means. The Cy Youngs are great, but you and I both know he wasn't brought here just to win Cy Youngs. You know damn well why he was brought here to win. Absolutely, championships, not. I mean, if you want a championship in this contract, that's cool. But Yankees didn't want him to just win a championship. He wants him to win championships. And my thing is, if Cole, if Cole wins like two or three titles in the nine-year contract, it's worth it. It's worth it. Because he did his job. So he, let's, just say, let's just say Cole wins three titles in five years. Would you say the contract is worth it? I say it's just like CC. Win one, it's worth it. I, I don't like even three. I I don't even you know look look about three you know three and five or or five and nine. Just 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 give me one. Now I prefer more, but win one, it's worth it. I mean, I kind of feel like Cole should win like more than one. It's it's just. But see, it's not about that though. It's not just on Cole. This is not like LeBron winning winning one for the Cavs. LeBron and Kyrie won that championship. Garrett Cole can go thirty two and zero, four hundred Ks. Have a ERA as point forty yearly doesn't guarantee shit. Yeah, 
So now if Garrett Cole's a bust, that's bad. If Garrett Cole is not himself and they win, then that's bad. But it's up to the 24 other guys along with Cole. So, but if Cole's, if they only win one, but in that one, Cole was 19 game winner. And he had, he made all his starts in the postseason. Four in the World Series. Four in the CS. One in the, one in the DS. No, no, two in the DS. And he was undefeated with an ERA 2.15 under. That's it. It's worth it. Yes, I mean, you, you brought him to be the difference maker. And, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's the biggest thing for me with the Yankees. And, yes, like I said, Sidon Cole was great. And I harp in this, and I said this over and over again. The regular season, yeah, the Yankees are going to beat up on all the bad teams. And they're kind of playing very they're gonna play good against the upper echelon teams. My my concern for the Yankees is not the regular season. Because they're gonna do what they're gonna do in the regular season. There's one thing and one thing that I am focused on, that's the postseason. You brought you were brought in to win a championship. You have to understand about New York sports. Do you know who was the last New York sports team that won a championship? I could give you know, zero stuff who was the last New York sports team to win a championship. I understand, but New York has not had a championship since 2011. Oh, boo-hoo. I mean, listen, I get it. You're only, you're only Yankees, but as a city as a whole, this, is, this, is, this has been a rough decade for New York sports. I mean, other than the Yankees going to like four American League championships, there's not really... A, a lot to celebrate. I mean, the Knicks stink. The Nets are up and coming. The Rangers, outside that 2014 Stanley Cup run, haven't done much. The Islanders haven't gotten to the conference finals. The Jets stink. So there's not really much going on. And you know, and switching gears over the football, Baltimore Ravens have the most Pro Bowl select. All right, we will we will get to that in a minute, but. I want to stay on call for just a little bit. Um, a tweet from Sweetie Murdy. L- listen to Gary Cole's introductory press conference on WFAN60 and Radio.com at 11 a.m. Susan Wallman and I will be anchoring coverage from Yankee Stadium with interviews to follow. And then, be- because I got Pro Bowl names too, but I, I want to keep one subject. Uh, and then, yes, of course, we'll also have it on Facebook. Um, this was a tweet at this point from four hours ago. I saw it at like six something from Mark Feinstein. Garrett Cole has about 20 hours or so to shave and get a haircut. The Yankees will formally introduce him at Yankee Stadium in a press conference at 11 a.m. Um, you, you, you already said Legends Club. That was from Jack Curry. Okay, so from Mark Feinstein, the following would be attending Wednesday's presser. Hal Steinbrenner, Randy Levine, Lon Trost, Brian Cashman, Michael Fishman, Garrett Cole, Amy Cole, Aaron Boone, Matt Blake, and Scott Boris. Um, from Brandon Cuddy, random, but Garrett Cole is a very big, fine wine guy. 
His father, his father Marcus too, was told Aaron, ba Aaron Boone bought a very nice bottle of wine to the Yankees meeting with Cole, and Cole was very impressed. And Yankees also signed Adam Warren yesterday. And uh, Babe Ruth's 500 home run bet got over a million dollars at an auction. Okay. Not really like breaking news, but cool. <laughs> well, well, yeah. It's always it's always nice to hear how rich douchebags spend on old mem memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's some Pro Bowl stuff. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say each position, and I want you to give me the the best three from from each position. Quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees. Give give me your uh, best three. Best three. Um, right now, right now, Lamar Jackson. That's obvious. Um, Patrick Mahomes, boy. And uh, I'm gonna go with A. A. Ron. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, moving on. Now, th now this is eight, so I want you to give me your best four running backs. Okay. Nick Chubb, okay. Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, Patrick Ricard, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, and Kyle Jeszczyk. Um, I would say McCaffrey... Ingram, um, McCaffrey, Ingram, um, Nick Chubb, and Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, top four from wideouts. Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, D-Hop, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans. Um, I would say D-Hop, um... Michael Evans, uh, Mike Evans. Who are the others again? Who are the others? Thomas Jones, Godwin, Landry, Hill, and Allen. Okay. Um, and and, and okay. he said Hopkins and Evans. Hopkins, Evans, um, Tyreek Hill, and Michael Thomas. You're leaving out Julio Jones. You are truly a sick individual. All right, tight so, ends. Julio Jones is overrated. Continue. Tight ends, you're going to give me two. There's Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Zach Ertz. I will say... Kelsey and Kittle. There we go. Alright, top three for tackles. Trent Brown, Ronnie Stanley, Laramie Tunsil, Teron Armstead, David Bakhtiari, and Tyrone Smith. The last three that you just named. Okay. Top three in guards. David DiCastro, Quinton Nelson, Marshall Yanda, Brandon Brooks, Zach Martin, Brandon Sheriff. Brandon Sheriff, um Brandon Sheriff, um, Quentin Nelson, and David DiCastro. Okay, top two in centers. Ronnie Hudson, Marquise Pouncey, Jason Kelsey, or Travis Federick. Travis, Cal Travis Frederick and Jason Kelsey. 
Okay, top four. Corners. Gilmore, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Jadavius White, Marshawn Lattimore, Richard Sherman, Darius Slay, Jalen Ramsey. Um, Jadavius White, um, Marshawn Lattimore, Stephon Gilmore. Um, There's Jaylen Peters. Ramsey. Okay. Top three for safeties. Minka, Earl Thomas, Jamal Adams, Booter Baker, Eddie Jackson, or Harrison Smith? Harrison Smith, Booter Baker, and I guess I'll give it to Jamal Adams. The disrespect to Earl Thomas and Mika Fitzpatrick. I hope these two gentlemen find you and punch you (laughs) right in the face. And And they even say Julio Jones is overrated. You're lucky from now on we made a pact to keep this a clean podcast. Because otherwise sailors would be coming out and say, hello, nurse. You are truly a sick, sick man. <laughs> Top three for defensive ends. Okay. Joey Bosa, Calais Campbell, mm-hmm. Frank Clark, Cam-, Cam Jordan, Nick Bosa, Daniel Hunter. Um... Joey, um, the Bosa, the Bosa brothers, definitely, um, and Frank Clark. <gasps> you say oh, yeah. Frank Clark over Cameron Jordan? Okay, you're nuts. You are officially nuts. Why are you on this podcast? You should be in a jacket in padded walls because you are officially crazy. You know why I pick Frank Clark? Because I love when he sacks Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, inter- interior linemen, Geno Atkins, Cam Hayward, okay. Chris Jones, Aaron Donald, Fletcher Carks, Grady Jarrett, top three. Ooh, well, Aaron Donald's definitely number one. Uh, wow, these are all really good. Um, Brady Jarrett is so underrated. I don't know why people are sleeping on him. Who are the others again? Atkins, Hayward, Cox. And Chris Jones. I would have to say... I would still... I, wow. Um, I would probably have to go with Fletcher because Fletcher is still dominant and he is still a massive cause that you have to account for. You're not crazy on picking Jared, but... Alright. Top three for outside linebackers. Okay. Matt Judon, Von Miller, Watt, Chandler Jones, Khalil Mack, Shaquille Baird. These are all really good. Um, Khalil Mack is definitely number one. Um, okay, I got Khalil Mack. Von Miller is still good. So I'm going to say him because he's like the best player, one of the best players the Broncos have. Who are the others? T.J. Watt, Matt Judon, Chandler Jones, and Shaquille Barrett. I'm underrated. I'm going to go with Shaquille Barrett because this guy's special. Shaquille Barrett's special. He's a special player. Come here so I can punch you in the face. I need need to punch you in the face just so, so hard to where I break my hand and I can't work anymore. Top two for inside linebackers. 
Darius okay. Leonard, Dante Hightower, Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley. Yeah, um, Luke Keekley is definitely number one because um, he's just that good. Um, who, who else was there? Not Darius Leonard. He's not in my list. Who was the other? Hightower and Bobby Wagner. I, uh, I'm about to go with Deontay, Deontay Hightower. He is so instrumental in that Patriots defense. No duh. If you would have said anyone else but... Luke Keekley and Dante uh, Hightower, I seriously would have called number one just right now. <laughs> so I, I, I gave Luke Keekley love. And I that's, gave Hightower That's fine. But it, that's one of those where it shouldn't, it should be easy. But hey, I, you should have chose Julio Jones, but you didn't. That's how truly a sick individual no. you are. All right, special teams. There's 10, so top five. And some okay. of these are pretty, pretty easy. Justin okay. Tucker. Brett Kern, Morgan Cox, Carol Hardman, Matthew Slater, Will Lutz, Tress Way, Rick Loviata, Deontay Harris, and Cordell Patterson. Well, Justin Tucker is easily the best kicker. Okay, um, now you got to pick your punter. Alright, who are my punters again? Uh... I gotta be honest, it don't say who's a punter and a kicker. Um, but there's Brett Kern, um, Morgan Cox, uh, Tress Way, Rick Gloviata. We know Patterson, Slater, and Hardman are not punters. Um, we know Willis is a kicker. So I assume Brett Kern and Tress Way are the punters. I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably pick Tress Way. Alright, now who are the other guys? Okay. So now three more choices. Either Morgan Cox, McCarl Hardman, Matthew Slater, Deontay Harris, Cordero Patterson, or Rick Gloviata. Well, Slater, definitely. Okay. Two more. Slater's definitely. All right. Give me. There's another automatic that that you should have said. Who are the other ones? Cordero Patterson, Deontay Harris, or Mikael Hardman? Mikael Hardman. That's four. Um, who are the other two? <laughs> Cordero Patterson, Deontay Harris. Wow. Uh, I'll say Deontay Harris. <gasps> I'm not feeling Cordell, man. I'm not a Cordell guy. Oh I never liked him. God. I never liked him. And it's not just because he played for the Patriots. I just never liked him. You are. I just, I just, I just never liked him at all. You are just nuts, my friend. Like, why, why are you so crazy? <laughs> well, you know. But we have, crazy. we have to get back. We have to get back to the Julio Jones is overrated. How can you think to say Julio Jones is overrated? I don't know. I just... I think... It's not like Julio Jones is overrated. You just said Julio Jones is overrated like four minutes ago. Let, let, let me explain. Okay, Julio Jones is one of the best... is a great receiver, right? And Obviously. he's good. But... But if you really look at it, though, he's been injured a lot. He hasn't really stayed healthy. And he hasn't really done a lot for winning. 
So how can he really be a top receiver in the game when Michael Thomas is easily better than him? Do you not see what Michael Thomas is doing? Alright, no one's saying it's Julio Jones number one, but to say he's overrated is nuts. Julio Jones can't help his team is trash. He's not that good anymore, man. He's not that good anymore. Oh, my God. I, I just hope people will line up just to punch you in the face. <laughs> okay. Um. Look at look look at Julio Jones right now, and look at and look at all the other receivers that are that, that are playing better than him. I mean, granted, um, obviously I would take Julio Jones over like you know other receivers, but there are receivers I would take way before I would take Julio Jones. Who? I just named you Michael Thomas. Don't take out Thomas. We all know he's number one. Take out Thomas. All right. I would take, right now, if you want to tell me who I would take over before I would take Julio Jones, well, devil, sorry, not, and be serious, I would probably take Amari Cooper. <sighs> I would, yeah. I would, no, I'm actually joking. I actually took my Evans over, I would take Julio Jones. My Evans is good. Give me headaches. You give me headaches. So on the Giants, you you'd rather have Mike Evans over Julio Jones? As of right now, yes. Oh, give me headaches. All right, All right, go else. Who else would you have over Julio Jones? Just tell the people how crazy you are. Show show them your true colors. Mike Evans. Again, stop saying Michael Thomas. We all know he's number one. Jesus Christ. You, you're really trying to get me to curse, aren't you? You're trying. You're trying so hard. See, you're struggling. You're struggling. This is how this is how you know how much BS you truly spew. Because because if you truly think if you truly think there's other people that are better than him, it should it should have been coming a rapid fire. But you've been taking too long between sentences. This is how I know you're full of crap. I just made you three. Yeah, but it took you too long to do so though. It took you too long to do so. Where would you rank Julio Jones on your on your receivers list? Right now? Yes. You e- easily top five. Who are, okay, so who is your okay? Exclude Michael Thomas because he's—we all know he's number one. I gotta be honest. The only the only person right now I am putting over Julio Jones is probably DeAndre Hopkins. I forgot about the What you know? Like it's 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 close. It's 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 close. But I can't, I can't put Beckham over over Julio Jones. What about Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen is good. 
He's, he's very good. He's good, but to 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 your whack injury point, he gets hurt a lot, and he's uh, never uh, really had. He's he's never. Yeah, but skill wise, though, Julio Jones is still better than Mike Evans. If you have, if 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 you go to Tampa Bay, if you go to Tampa Bay, and you're asked them, who do you want, Julio Jones or Mike Evans? They're gonna say Julio Jones. Let me ask you a question because. If Julio, if, don't you think if Mike Evans had actual quarterback to work with, you don't think Mike Evans would be better? Like, like a legitimately good quarterback? Do not tell me if Jameis Winston's a good quarterback. No, no one would ever in the right mind would say that. But again, it's just about who would a team, if, if we pulled a hundred people, most of them probably wouldn't even know who Mike Evans is. I'm gonna make a poll right now, you sick individual. <laughs> Who would you rather have? Julio Jones. If people put laughing emojis on this poll, it's all gonna be all your fault. <laughs> I truly think that people are underestimating underestimating Mike Evans is because Mike Evans plays for really, really bad teams and he has Jameis Winston as his quarterback. I, I promise you, if Brady had Mike Evans, he would be the happiest person in the world. And he'd be breaking, he'd be smashing champagne bottles on bolts if he had Julio Jones. I mean, you, you don't see what he'd have, like, oh. All seriousness, if Brady had either Julio Jones or Mike Evans, it doesn't matter which one, Brady would, would probably be in his way to a seventh Super Bowl. Yes, it does, because there's, there's always going to be better. Mike Evans wouldn't even be before Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown would be number two if he was playing. Wait, well, yeah, but, you know, he's an idiot. <laughs> um... We're not getting to that clown that Antonio Brown. We're done with it. Um, Just saying, how dare you call Julio Jones overrated? What is wrong with you? I'm trying to make good content. <laughs> yeah, but don't just say stupid stuff just to try to get me to curse, you sick animal. <laughs> but, um... And, um... What do you think of Brady not making the bubble for the first time since 2008? The same thing I like I retweeted. Who cares? It is a meaningless game. And for the Bills fans that that are caring about only one player making it, for the Ravens fans about caring about 11, for the Patriots fans that are caring that only Gilmore made it as, as a corner and only, you know what I'm saying? It's stupid. Slater is practically gifted to a Pro Bowl every year. I think I think if if he's missed one, I think he's only missed a couple. Um, but who cares? It's a meaningless game. It's just like how I feel about every All Star game. I never want a Patriot to make it. 
I never want a Yankee to make it. Who cares? It's a game that the outcome does not matter. Especially the Pro Bowl. If, if you have the Pro All-Star games, the Pro Bowl is the worst All-Star game out of the major four sports. So, you know what? Celebr- I celebrate when the less Yankees make it. I celebrate. I'm glad only three Patriots made it. I'm glad. And I'm hoping they're going to Miami so none has to play. In, in the past three years, it's been like that. Out of all the Pro Bowls Tom Brady's been in, there was even a couple where he didn't make the Super Bowl. He just didn't play. Nobody, nobody who's really good cares about the Pro Bowl. If if the Saints don't make it, Drew Brees will probably be there. But I doubt he's gonna play. He's gonna be there. You wanna know why? Because it's a free vacation for him and his family. Because he went through a hard season. You know, it's funny when you saw Drew Brees' kids on the sidelines in last year's Pro Bowl. That shit was hilarious. They were they they were picking plays. They were running on the field with the mascots. That's cool to see. That's what the Pro Bowls are for. It is a thank you to every single family member who who doesn't have their husband for six months of the year, who doesn't have their boyfriend, who doesn't have their brother or their son. That's what the Pro Bowls for. It. It, it is a couple days in a nice area with beautiful weather, whether it's in Tampa or Hawaii. That And, and that's where the Pro Bowl should stay, Hawaii. Make it a vacation for people. And it's so stupid, it has to go to the Super Bowl site. It's dumb. It's stupid. And, now, and another thing I like about the Pro Bowl, I like that they let fans choose plays. I think that's dope. I, I think that's really cool. That's what the Pro Bowl should be about. But but that's what the Pro Bowl should be about. Like I remember years ago watching Pro Bowl, they they they, they used to just ask PlayStation plays, plays that you'd only see in Madden. They give choices, and that'd be freaking cool. So Pete, if anybody takes a Pro Bowl serious, you're a clown. So do not care who does or who doesn't make it. And half these guys, even even if they make it, they don't play. So your team will will be represented. More players will come on because nobody's going to want to care about the Pro Bowl. I promise you. I, listen, I think the Pro, I think, I'm glad that the Pro Bowl, I'm glad that the Pro Bowl and interactive, so that's pretty cool. But, I mean, it's not really a big deal. What is a big deal is, I saw, you know, what is a big deal, moving on, um, Adam Shine. Now, I don't know if Adam Shine is a Bills fan or not. So I watched, like, Adam Shine's um, show on He's CBS. probably some social media nerd, man, that just wants to get Bills fans like, hyped. He's, um, he's, I, I, I don't think he is a legitimate Bills fan, but the fact that he was wearing a Bills jersey with his name on it, and he's saying that, like, you know, Bill's Mafia is the most passionate NFL fan base ever in all of football. It's kind of nauseating. No offense. And he said that, like, and he said something blasphemy. He said that if the Bills beat the Patriots, they're going to win the AFC. <laughs> Do you really think that the Bills are going to go into New England with the offense that limited? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. It's it's about the offense more than the Patriots defense. I I'm a little more afraid of the Patriots offense, but can Josh Allen 
after, you know, he's he's most likely going to have a good game because, you know, he came up for a bad loss against the Ravens and he really struggled last week. If, if it wasn't for their defense being really, really that good, um, you know, and facing a crappy team, they probably lose. So Josh Allen needs to have a way better game than he did in week four. Way better game. So, yeah. I mean, he, he, he didn't have that great of a game against the Steelers either. It was only 17 to 10. Steelers' defense was pretty good. So, it's not like. That's what you I'm know, saying, though. That's why they won. Because they faced the Steelers. Who's going to lose to the Steelers? They're a bad team. They're a playoff team. That's a playoff team right there. <sighs> no, but what I'm saying is, I don't think that the pivot Bills are going to go into. Steelers, if the season ended today, would be a six seed, right? Yes. There you go. That's just making it into the playoffs. So I can't call them a good team. They're okay. The Steelers, the Steelers won a Super Bowl as a six seed. Not the point. But, I'm just saying. <laughs> they won the Super Bowl as a six seed. Well, that was also when they had Big Ben, I mean. Huh? They also had Big Ben, didn't they? They had Big Ben, I mean. They're still a team is not winning a Super Bowl, stop. They're not winning a Super Bowl, but I'm just saying the Steelers are the only team as a 60 to win a Super Bowl. Granted, they had Big Ben, but Big Ben played awful in that Super Bowl. He played terrible in that Super Bowl against Seattle. He was awful. <laughs> Well, that's why he. Still. That's why he won the. Listen, he was better in the second Super Bowl than he was in the first Super Bowl. He was better in the second Super Bowl. Still not the point. No, no, I get the point. The point is that they're, they're, they're just you know they're gonna barely make it because somebody has to make it. Pretty much, like I, I'd rather, I'd rather the. <sighs> hmm. I I I'd rather the Titans make the sixth seed than the Steelers. Why? Because they're more fun to watch, and they're actually a more competitive team. So, so, so Steelers are, are, are not competitive with a fourth-string back quarterback. I mean, the Steelers are going to likely get it. I mean, they play no matter who they play, they're going to lose. It's a waste of a spot. It's a waste of a spot. They they have no chance of winning Super Bowl this year. No chance. Zero at whatsoever. Stop. Stop yourself. So wait, wait. Think of the Titans have a chance to win the Super Bowl and the Steelers? Really? Absolutely. Okay. We, we, we need to stop right there. You, 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 need, you need to get drunk. How dare you? How dare you be so disrespectful? Ryan Tannenhill is better than any quarterback the Steelers have. I understand that. But the Steelers have, have something that the Titans don't have. Coaching and pedigree. Oh my god. Mike Vabrell is smarter than fucking Mike Tomlin. And you just got me to curse. That's because you're that's because you're that much of a clown show. Alright? I'm not a clown show. You're just it, you're, it you're took just it took over an hour and thirty nine minutes and and thirty seven seconds for you to give me to curse. Okay? That's how Mike Mike Vabrell has more football smarts than Mike Tomlin. I'd rather have Mike Vrabel than Mike Tomlin any day of the week. 
did you not understand how good Mike Tomlin is? The man has not had a losing season ever since he took over. And you're and you need to tell me that because Vable was a former Patriot, he's smarter than Mike. It Tomlin has nothing to do with him being a former Patriot. Absolutely nothing to do. It's just knowing and, more and about the game. Because he knows the game and Mike more. Tomlin has not. And Mike, Mike Tomlin, Tomlin had Big Ben. And Mike Tomlin also won a Super Bowl, and he's big too. Because he had Big Ben, you clown. Okay, he does have Big Ben, and, he's, and, and, and the team is likely going to make the playoffs. What does that tell you about him? As a sixie, not winning the division, not going to get a playoff win, stop it. Because Lamar, because Lamar Jackson is a Dominating the league right now? Can you blame him? Uh, no, because the Steelers are trash. Oh my god, okay. At least the NFC is a little bit more interesting because, either way, either way, um. Yet the AFC is gonna win the Super Bowl, so who cares? Are you sure about that? I'm 100% positive about that. Patriots, Chiefs, or Ravens will will win the Super Bowl. You're hanging out right now. So you so, so you so you mean to tell me, Seattle, San Francisco, New Orleans, those are the three best teams. They they are not those teams do not have a chance to win the Super Bowl. No it's chance. not about chance. Then it's not going to happen. No one said anything about no chance. But so 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 you're trying to twist words around here, buddy. Don't do that. You don't understand how good Seattle's eleven and three. Who cares? So, so, so we're gonna we're gonna forget the fact that Russell Wilson is doing this. Without Russell, he did, they don't have Josh Gordon now because he's done. Um, they still have they still have Tyler Lockett. You know, they still have all these like you know other receivers, and he's still doing it well. They have our nice running game with Cliff Carson and Rashad Penny. The Saints still have Drew Brees. And the 49ers have an amazing defense. You don't want so any of these teams can be any teams. The AFC. I mean, either going to be Baltimore or KC, most likely. Stop. You're embarrassing yourself. Listen, listen. Stephen A. Smith made a good point on first take. Oh God. I want to see. He said, and he's agreeing with me. He wants to see a Ravens Chiefs AFC Championship game, and he does not want the Patriots to ruin it. And I totally agree. Because Stephen they're clowns, man. First of all, first of all, none of those three teams' head coaches are smarter than Bill. That's number one. Number two, none of those three teams are clutcher than Brady and Bill. That's number two. No, number three, the Chiefs and Ravens, both those quarterbacks combined, are better than all three of the NFC. That's number three. Number four, you had, you had Brady with Mahomes and Jackson. That beats it because no one is better in the playoffs than Tom Brady. He's thirty and ten in the playoffs. Thirty and ten. Do you know what that is? So experience is what. Also, with the two minute drill. Other than Brady, the only person you one one would rather have would be Drew Brees. I understand that the Patriots have a have a history 
have a history and they have It's not even just about the Patriots. It's it's all three AFC teams. None of those teams are better. Well, all I know, listen. First of all, all also to compare comparing to the Seahawks, it's again you're twisting words around. It's not about having a shot. Stop going back to that. If 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 if, if, if the Patriots could beat the 14 Seahawks team who had great defense, this Seahawks team defense don't even compare. Okay, the only quarterback level on on the NFC side to even match Mahomes and Jackson's talent is Drew Brees. That's it. And again, none of those five other teams is better coaching Bill Belichick. The closest you can come to, the closest you can come to is Sean Payton. And that's, and that's like the closest. It's, it's not on the same level. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like Bill Belichick's on, on the penthouse level and Sean Payton's on level 21. That's the closest you can come to. Pete Carroll is chilling somewhere on level 13. And and Andy Reid the choker is is chilling somewhere on on level seven. Har Harbar is like level ten. He's he's trying to climb up there. Um, Kyle Shanahan, you know what? He's out the building. He's out the building in the freezing cold in the snow, trying to see if his key card works. Who am I missing? Oh oh oh, Pete Carroll. He's he's like. Right under Peyton, like he's on like the level fifteen. That's that's what's going. On. And and I I want to dare you to argue with that point of of what I just said because you can't. Shanahan will forever be a clown. Carol Carol is 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 in that same category, just not as worse. But he's in the same clown category as Shanahan. Reed, how, how is Shanahan what? a clown though? Come on. Is that a serious question? <laughs> no, but you're not a clown, though. You're, 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 until Shanahan wins a, wins a Super Bowl, he, he can win. He can go undefeated every regular season. People will always remember that 2016 Super Bowl. And you can't even argue that. I dare you to try to argue that. Until Pete Carroll wins, an, until Pete Carroll wins another Super Bowl, he'll always be remembered of that 2014 Super Bowl. And I dare you to argue against that. I can't argue that either. Until Andy okay. Reid wins a... Wins a Super Bowl. Wins a Super Bowl. You can't even ever say he's an underrated, overrated coach. You can't. I dare to argue. I dare you. Those, those are like tough facts. Because Reed has had some great teams. And the only time that Reed has been the Super Bowl was 2004. And that didn't end well for him. Even though the only good thing about that Super There's only two things that happened in that, in that 2004 Super Bowl that I... That, that was a good thing Number one, I won money. Number two... You're so selfish. No one cares about you winning money, okay? And number two, hey, listen, when you're on a high school team and you, and you bet money... You're boring. Let's go with, go with number two. Number two is 
see Dell Owen have one of the more gutsiest performance I've seen. The guy had an injury, and he came back and had an unbelievable performance. I know it fell short, but the fact of the matter is his performance really was dope. All right, um, hold hold on one second. This is this is just an Instagram post from Amy Cole. As is the case with baseball, you don't often get to control where your life will take you. And in our case, baseball brought us to Houston and the Astros two years ago, and we will forever be grateful for our time there. We were welcomed from day one and made to feel part of the community, like like it was where we were meant to live and grow. And man, did we grow. To be a part of an incredible team, those record-breaking moments, and two inspiring playoff runs with some of the most supportive fans in baseball. All these moments have left a mark that will forever remain in our hearts. Our time in Houston was chock full of wins, both on and off the field. We made friends that now feel like family. We experienced the support of unwavering fans that always held hope until the bottom of the ninth, or in some cases, extra innings. We discovered the wonderful of Tex-Mex and fell in love with the city summer storms. Remembering what it was like to watch G flourish there with so much encouragement from those around him, both from inside the organization and surrounding it. We will always make my heart swell. We will always remember Houston as a happy home. And we're so grateful to the city, its team, and its people for making us one of their own. I know that every time I step foot back into H-Town, it will bring a big smile to my face, remembering two of the best years of our lives. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you for everything. That was dope. Um, Cole, Kara Cole, well, we at the Sports Dude welcome you to the Boogie Down Bronx, and welcome to New York. Absolutely. All right, go back to finishing your point, you crazy man. I just want to say that if you look at Terrell Owens, and he was a clown, but he's a Hall of Fame clown, his performance in that Super Bowl was probably the best it was very good. I've seen. No, I don't know. I mean, they didn't win, so it didn't matter. But that was a good performance. I mean, the guy, I think he had nine catches for over 100 yards. And I think, I think he had a... I think it was either a broken foot or a sore foot. He, he, he had an injury, and he played through an injury. It was his leg. And he wasn't. Uh, he he didn't know he was gonna play till like two days before the Super Bowl. He was doing the hydro machine every day, and when they won the <laughs> NFC title game, T.O. said, "Listen, guys, I'm gonna see you in that Super Bowl." And every day he was stretching. He was doing hydro. He was lifting in the pool. He was getting massaged. And I I have a friend on Facebook who provided the um, emergency, like the breathing equipment and stuff for that Super Bowl. And even during like the game, he was getting worked on. Whenever he wasn't on, on the field, he, he was getting worked on. That's, that's a good thing before. I mean, I'm going to ask you this question. I can't hear you, bud. I said, were you watching that Super Bowl, that 2004 Super Bowl? Yes, I was. Were you nervous a bit the way that P.O. was performing? Yeah. And when I when I saw 
that one touchdown um to one of the Eagles receivers, I was like, damn. And just even before that game, Brian Dawkins got so hyped. I thought I thought it was gonna be one of those willed moments to where he just willed his way to the to the victory. But I also knew at the end of the day from seeing Brady already win two championships. From seeing Brewski and them boys that I just knew it, it was something that wasn't gonna be stopped. And after seeing Adam Vinatieri already be great. I knew just just get him to the other team fifty. He'd make it. So those three Super Bowls were fantastic. And uh now well we know we're about to wind this decade down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say something quick and this is gonna be about the Patriots. This decade on they're all Patriots decade team, just skill positions only. I'm not talking for the offensive line. I don't care for the defense. Just quarterback, running back, at least two receivers, a tight end, that's it. So, you're, Patri- you're all Patriots decade team, 2010, 2019. 2000, uh, well, obviously Brady. Um, Continue. Obviously Gronk. Uh, obviously Edelman. Yeah. Um, running back, I'm gonna have to go. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm blanking on the name, but he was number 33. Let me try to Google it real quick. Uh, he was very good. Uh, Shane Green? Who? Shane Green. Shane Green? Shane Green. Oh, yes, 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 there you go. Shane Green. Um, another receiver. I guess Wes Welker. Because it's either Wes Welker or Danny Amendola, but Wes Welker was just tougher. Like, even after getting concussed, he wanted to go back in, you know. Um, Danny Amendola had more talent, but he just... Now, he was healthy with the Patriots, but before that, man could never be healthy. Uh... So I named two wide receivers. I named the back. I named the quarterback. I named the, I named the tight end. Okay. That's it. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Um, for me, as a Giants, I'll keep it simple. Eli is that's it. Eli Barkley, um, Beckham. I don't have a choice. Beckham. Um, I would have to say Shepard, and my tight end would have to be Evan Ingram. That's pretty much it. So that's that's it. And. We'll get into the Yankees decade team tomorrow because I don't have time. It's getting late, so I just want to end the show there. Oh wow! I didn't even know it was twelve o'clock yet. Holy Jesus! The show here. Um, I just want to say this has been a great show. Um, and so far, people are sick. Three votes and sixty-seven percent has chosen Mike Evans. 
people people are truly sick individuals and obviously obviously when when we record tomorrow night we'll have the ending poll results but people people are sick people have to stop stop smoking the weed they they have to stop doing drugs and again brian i just want to say thank you for coming on again open invitation i added a bunch of espn personalities um so hopefully retweet us listen to the pod a, a mention on the case would be great, but that's not something I'm, I'm expecting. We didn't interview Brian for that. I promise you that. He just been through so much. And hey, he he actually DM'd us. Um, besides, holy, I'm, I'm going to use his words. Holy shit, the Knicks put up 143 tonight. Must be on roids. And, th- and then I said, wow. Highest regular season points for them since 1980. But before that, he said, thanks for everything, guys. That was a fucking blast. I haven't that much fun in a while. So I think that's Brian, cool. Brian, I'm going to say this to my last remarks, Brian. It was fun because you made it fun. And it was a pleasure for me and my co-hosts here, the sports dudes. We want to say thank you so much. And for open invitation. And please, everyone, like, support us. And Brian, thank you so much, man. Much appreciated, man. God bless. Um, we'll be doing this in 23 hours. Uh, vote, go vote Mike Evans, guys. Keep voting. Julio Jones. Anything, anything <laughs> less than Julio Jones, you're a fraud. <laughs> Talk to you guys in 23 hours, guys. Yes, sir.